It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Hello and welcome to another edition of They Came to Play, the podcast that Danny McGinley and I deliver as we trawl through the weekend's football and we try and make sense of it. We often don't. And each week we welcome a replacement, Tess Armstrong, to join us as we trawl through the games. Uh, but before we introduce our replacement, Tess, hello, Danny McGinley. G'day, Limo. Yeah, we, well, we didn't have a replacement, Tess Armstrong, last week. We had the real Tess Armstrong. Where, where were you last week, Limo? Well, That's the question. I was uh, I was moving furniture last week, some just sort of bit of necessary <laughs> home business. And because of my... Travel schedule these days, it was the only day it could happen. So sadly, I missed out. Um, but you were uh, you were all the way up at Tess's home turf. Yeah, in um, Ballarat. Yeah, very nice. It was, yeah, it's exciting just to see the way uh, uh, she lives her life, the, the harem of, uh, you know, she's obviously on a ABC producer's uh, wage, so it was immaculate. A lot of uh, uh, platinum and ivory and uh, the butler, the shirtless butlers who all have to get matching dusty tats was, uh, yeah. was a real nice touch. And does she have uh, Dusty Martin dolls around the house? Dusty Martin paintings on the wall. She does. She's got a voodoo doll of, uh, of Dusty Martin that she just massages to make him play well. I managed to get one and I flicked it in the kidney. So you're Yay! welcome, everyone. Victory! <laughs> uh, let's welcome in our replacement, Tess, uh, who needs no introduction. So all I will say is hello, Rob Mills. Hi, guys. How are you going? Thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's good to, good to be a replacement, Tess. Uh, I've been having – I had the uh, – is it the red or green uh, vest on all year? Just ready to go as the sub? Yeah, the so, green. You've been Kermit. Yeah, the green. Thank you. Well, I'm ready to go now. Thanks. Well, we are on a little video link up here as we chat to each other. And Millsy, you're, I love the vest you're in though, mate. You're in the brown and gold vest. Yeah, I, I am. This. I mean, oh, yeah, I got this for my birthday a few weeks ago from my partner. It's Indigenous uh, Hawks jersey for this year. It's just incredible. I feel great in it. Uh, it looks especially good. Especially now... Silk's had his 400 games, we, you know, and also we're, we're slightly winning games at the moment, slightly winning, but not too many, Limo, because yeah. you know me. Oh, we're, we're all thinking about draft picks at the moment. Yes, the so, Millsy, so yeah. Hawthorne fans fall into two categories at the moment. Yeah. The ones who just want us to win regardless of everything and the ones yeah. like me and I think you as well who, are looking, who are looking at the ladder going, Whoa, 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 whoa. What's uh, I was the most disappointed Hawthorne fan in the country when Luke Bruce kicked that goal. Like, <laughs> on the weekend. There was a moment of like, yeah, oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, oh, that's that's what that means. But uh, two points still keeps us um, below, I think, below Carlton and below Collingwood and uh, the Crow. Who else is who? Sorry. Collingwood and the Crows, thank you. But and, and then just above North Melbourne. We play Collingwood and the Crows in the coming weeks and we're a chance. What if we win one of those games? It's a disaster. 
Hey, so what happened a few years ago? Carlton was found to be tanking. It was Melbourne. Melbourne found to be tanking. Melbourne, yes. yep. So how how do we how do we not show that we're tanking? Like that's that's really difficult. Do we just let Mitch coach? Like actually, to be technical with you, Millsy, Richmond were not found guilty of tanking, but were fined three hundred thousand dollars. Now. I, I don't know how any of that works, but that is actually what happened. Wasn't there a Frio game as well? Like in their last uh, match, I think they were playing the Demons, uh, where they made no rotations for the entire second half. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. That's a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, a bit of a giveaway. Are we going to touch on um, rotations? This are we going to touch on rotations? This, this chat? We've got a rotation segment that we do in the show. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Right. Well, you just you just bring to the table your favourite rotations. Of the week. <laughs> um, Ironically, it's sponsored by the Lions Club, not Rotary. But uh, thanks to the Lions Club for that. <laughs> so, Millsy, I think what you do to tank effectively these days, because on a because on game day you want everyone to try as hard as they can. You don't want to tank on game day. Mm. That's you right. Tank within the context of a game. So you just. <laughs> You send players to surgery early. Yeah, that's good. I think you need an operation. You're done for the year. Yeah. I think you need oh. – you're done for the year. Yeah. Hey, boys, I've just realised you've got the the easiest out clause if you want to tank for the rest of the year. Just yeah. send all of your players to tier one sites to go and get a coffee or whatever. Oh, no, they I can't like play for you. two weeks. Oh, yeah. dear. Now we got an ash here at the rugby. Yeah. We tried yeah. this with Conor Nash. We sent him to the rugby. There we go. Which is disappointing because if we if we wanted to tank, you'd probably put him in the sun. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 I'm sorry. He's, he's been playing well. That's the closest we've got to a Kane Corn style shock jock on this yeah, show. Yeah, let's 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 keep him in the twos. He's doing very well there. <laughs> they, need, they need him at Box Hill. That's what I'm saying. He's if, just a big Box Hill fan. Well, I don't want to take him away from, you know, dominating at Box Hill where they're a chance to win a premiership. That's all. And he does – he's been playing very well in the midfield at Box Hill too. That's right. Yes. So that's, that's all I'll say about that. Because <laughs> have you guys heard that um, Josh Dunkley is now out for the next two weeks because uh, he went and got a coffee at a Tier 1 site? No, really? I haven't Yeah, that's I gone around that. the WhatsApp group. Yeah, he went and got a coffee at a cafe that's now – a tier one site, he has to isolate for 14 days, even if he gets a negative um, result. Oh, God. Now, I'm no expert with this, but if you get a negative result, how many oh, negative... I had, Rob, no, 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 Nathan I'm, Buckley Mills no, is here. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I flew into Adelaide the other day for, for, um, for, for the tour of Chess the Musical. We had two tests um, in a week in Adelaide. We flew into Perth. They made us get another test. So I had three tests within the week. Um, and then we still had to basically isolate. We had to go from the, the theatre back to the hotel, and that was it. Whereas the Essendon Football Club, uh, who was staying at the same uh, hotel as us, who had been in Victoria the week before, not Adelaide, uh, could go anywhere they want without masks. So that's just my little jibe. <laughs> well, there's the a simple club. explanation yeah. for that, Millsy. Football, professional footballers are better people than all of us and deserve to, <laughs> you know, have whatever rights they want. I mean, these mm. are elite athletes, uh, salt of the earth. I mean, look, Millsy, you're a great bloke. I've, I've loved you for years, but you're no Jake Stringer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah. One example he sets for young people. <laughs> 
I think what we learned last year too, Millsy, is that when the chips are down and the country is uh, figuratively on fire, AFL footballers will not stuff up. Oh, nah. unless they're getting a gun to the strippers and getting a kebab. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hey, hey can, we, can we just touch on that for a second? So, No, no touching at the strippers, Sid- mate. That's the rule. Sorry. <laughs> Sydney Stack, right? Is it yes. Sydney Stack? Yeah. Was, he spent three weeks in jail. I did. Yeah, yeah over weeks, Christmas. Right? Over, yeah. right? Three weeks in a prison cell, right? Yeah. The guys, the guys who let out people um, in the Melbourne, the security guards who let out the, uh, the people in hotel quarantine, nothing. The guys who kept spreading, like basically made a shutdown for almost a whole, like for a third of a year, got no prison time. Whereas the guy who just went out for the weekend uh, or for one night gets three weeks in jail. This, mm. this is a bit of inequality there, just a, just a little bit, just saying. That does feel weird. It, was it for assault though? Did he get? Was it an assault charge or was it a COVID breach? I think it was a COVID breach. Oh, right. No, I could be wrong. Anyway, that well, no, but this be- is why I like Mark McGowan. Um, I, you, this probably hasn't made the the news because of all the COVID stuff, but it's now illegal to have played for Richmond in WA. So yeah. this <laughs> is why he was locked up. Excellent rule. Excellent. <laughs> he's passed a few things through legislation since he's at what ninety nine percent approval. <laughs> I love the last election. The guy, his opposition was like, "Look, I'm not going to win this." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that would, was- that would work well, but everyone went, "Nah, nah, you're not, mate. You're not." <laughs> he tanked. He tried to yeah, tank yeah. the election. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I um. Shall we have a look at some of the games on the weekend? Well, we've kind of touched on it. So, shall we start with Hawthorne Melbourne? The draw. Oh, my God. It was so weird for me. I know you just before you two go off in your little hawk chat, but the dogs had won earlier that day. We were top of the ladder. If Melbourne lost, we stayed top of the ladder. And it was so weird watching that game, actually wanting Hawthorne to win. It went against the very fibre of my DNA. All all I'm going to say is I have so much respect for you two now because I could not do that. And yet you guys are able to week in, week out throughout your lives. My hat is off. Congratulations. You are better men than I. Hey, Thank you. Um, are you saying we're able to week in, week out back for Hawthorne? Yeah, I'm amazed yeah, that you can do that. I felt us. sick doing it. You're amazed by us barracking for the club that's delivered me a premiership every four years of my very long life. Look, Leo, if you want to explain my joke anymore, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was a. Uh, I, Lemo, I think it was one of the, the great games. Um, Luke Bruce obviously sealed it. More look good. I think our kids look great um, that are coming through. Barass yeah. looks great. Um, hey, how good's Lockie Bramble? I love him. Bramble. Okay, so Lockie Bramble, you've got CJ to come back. Um, you've got Sicily to come back, running through that back line. Yep. I, I think we're, we're an incredible run and dash now. I think Bramble will end up getting, getting pushed up to a wing position. That's what I think. Yep. And I'd love to see a bit more of Sicily in the forward line when he comes back. Yeah, I would not mind seeing Sicily on a wing, actually. Mm, mm, mm. But we, um, we looked. Well, look, I think I think we looked pretty good. I did. What, did Melbourne look bad, or did we actually look good? That's what, that's what I, I'm still trying I to work Melbourne, out. It's this is the big challenge with tanking. It's so hard to lose a game. I mean, we're seventeenth, and we're missing nine players from our best twenty-two, and we still can't lose to the top team. <laughs> these are the sorts of challenges you're facing down the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you guys very good since the bye? 
Can you guys tell me who was the player who tried to take a massive specky over Petrarca and failed? And I, I just really like that, but like, yeah, absolutely missed the ball, free kick to Petrarca, yeah. but Petrarca gave him a little high five, like, yeah, good effort. I, I actually think that might have been Bramble. Was that Bramble, was it? It was a really great passage of play. Yeah. I've got a feeling it was, uh, it was Bramble. Um, but how do you go? I had someone say to me this morning, we need to get rid of draws in AFL. No. Football. Draws are great. Which I'm. I'm very strongly against getting rid of draws because you do, you just get two points each. What's the big deal? I don't understand why. No, I like a draw. A draw's fine. You just can't yeah. have a what, – what I don't think you can have is a drawn grand final. I, no. I think that's the no. biggest joke of all time, um, yeah. making them come back the following week. I, I hated it and not just because it made me laugh. The Saints had to come, had to come back uh, and <laughs> – and not and not win, um, but because they should have had a result that day. Uh, that's the only time that you should have not have a draw, like in the, in any in, in, in any final. Yeah, I totally agree. There's no, it just doesn't matter. There's no, there's no immediate n- negative impact of having a draw. Now, what yep. we got to do though is uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago with Adam Rosenbachs on the show. Milsey, do you know there's a draw song? I'm sorry, what? There's a there draw is song? A, there is a song, and we played it on the show a few weeks ago. There is a song uh, done that the teams should sing. If it's got, there's a, it's a draw, both the teams are even. We played it a couple of weeks ago. It's up on YouTube, uh, the draw song. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, what needs to happen when there's a draw is both teams have to stand in the middle of the center circle at the ground and sing the song together. Oh. Arm in arm. So Demons player, Hawks player, Demons player, Hawks player, Demons player. All arm in arm singing it, very, you know, just very begrudgingly. Um, I know it's going to be like that, but I think it'll be very entertaining. And I tell you what, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, not just punishment. I, I feel like it's it is a sad moment when people don't get to sing a song at the end of the. I took my <laughs> um, my mate Rowdy the other day, and he had never been to an AFL game before. The first thing he said, he goes, "It's very camp, small shorts, <laughs> like," and then he's like. It's probably the gayest thing is everyone singing at the end and holding hands. Like, <laughs> so I just thought, it is it is very camp and, and theatrical, the fact that there is a song sung. I think there's a lot of people out there going, I really wanted to sing. <laughs> so maybe right. It, it does give the, the thespians of the of the footy world a chance to, uh, to at least live out their, their weekend ritual. <laughs> and, they, and they run through a crepe paper banner. <laughs> yeah. Damn straight. There's a lot of theatre around yeah. a game of AFL footy. Yeah. Well, do you know which in, which in the um, NFL, I've only been to one NFL game, but they sing their song after every touchdown. Do they? Really? They do, yeah. Oh, it's called. Yeah. They never. It's never on TV and it's only uh, at the stadium, but they've all got songs that are camper than AFL songs. They're called their fight songs. But I saw the Philadelphia Eagles play the New York Giants and they're all, yeah, after every touchdown, it was fly, Eagles, fly, fight, 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 E-A-G. I can't remember the song, obviously, but uh, like a chant, every like a chant, touchdown. Like a, like a cheer chant. Yeah, but it's all brass band and and stuff. Seriously, look up fight songs on YouTube. I'm giving you a lot of homework here, people, but you're on lo- all in right. lockdown. You can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like it. But I have I have never heard that before. Yeah, we should. Uh, I'm gonna. F- we'll, we'll find the. Uh, who's your NFL team, uh, Millsy? Limo's a Seahawks fan. I'm a Ravens fan. Oh mate, I just I don't really follow it enough. Um, I know that 
my old housemate was from New York and he said they have he has the worst possible team that you can follow, but he still follows them religiously. So I sat through a few New York games. Is it the the Jets? Is that well, there's them? two teams there. You got the Giants who win stuff, and you got the no, Jets who them. don't. The, so the Jets, yeah, yeah the nice. Jets. <laughs> he just said they're the worst team. He goes, I don't know why I keep following. He's from New York. It's like right. they just. They brought me nothing but misery. So I watched a few of them. So I think I'm going to follow those guys. Yeah, yeah, sweet. <laughs> so, so New York has three teams. New York State does. You've got the New They've York Giants, Buffalo, New York Jets, and and Buffalo's upstate. Yeah, and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, right. And I think the Giants and the Jets actually technically play in New Jersey. Just a fun fact. Oh right, okay. Where where Donald Trump owned a team in that sort of breakaway competition in the 80s. Oh, God, really? It was a breakaway team like they did in the cricket. Yeah, no, there was a, wasn't was there some breakaway NFL or... Yeah, XFL? Is that what it was? It might have been XFL in the 80s, and Donald Trump owned a team that was based in New Jersey. Of course he did. See, I'm Jerk. now picturing the, the teams in uh, basketball. Uh, you know how they're all the different... There was the Milwaukee <laughs> Beers, and I, the New Jersey were called the New Jersey Informants. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's move on from the uh, – actually, before we move on from the Hawks, Millsy, just quickly for our uh, listeners to the pod, how did you come to be a uh, – because I know your brother's oh. a Hawk as well. How did you come to be a Hawk? Yeah, yeah, Millsy. Who does your dad go for? You prick. So my dad <laughs> – Danny loves this story. So my dad is a mad uh, – was a mad Footscray supporter, uh, now Western Bulldogs, of course, and my brother was a Western Bulldog supporter – um, all through high, all through like primary school, he came home from school one day, and he just said to my dad, "Dad, the Bulldogs don't win. The Hawks are winning. I'm going to go for the Hawks." My dad said, oh. "Okay." It was I think it was a hard blow, but he didn't know what to say. Yeah. So he's like, well, "You don't say mate, anything. You just had... belt them." <laughs> yeah. well, that was the time. Um, so that's kind of uh, yeah, kind of what happened. So then, obviously, my oldest brother is a Hawks fan. Then my middle brother became a Hawks fan, and then. I became a Hawks fan. Dad just didn't really protest. He was like, "Sure, whatever." But now my my dad has my um, the first grandson is uh, he's a he's a Western Bulldog supporter, so he's oh, got really? one. Hey, but yeah. So because the Hawks are winning throughout the eighties, and it was a great time. And also, we lived um, in Mulgrave, uh, Willis Hill, so it was a short walk down to Waverley Park. So I'd go there every week. My brother sold pies. I think both. I think we all sold pies. I think I did it for one week, and I was like, "This is not for me." No. I'd much rather do. I think I ate the pies and just watched the game. I'd rather eat the pie and watch the footy. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Had a great time. Good. I'm glad your old man let you set you all free from the misery of being a bulldog. Yeah, fan. I yeah. met your dad at a grand final, uh, Millsy. We we'd snuck into yeah, a yeah. fancy area and you were there with your dad and and he was quite delightful. But then Marcus Bontempelli walked past. He was like, Oh my god, can you introduce me to the bombs? <laughs> No, I think I remember he just stopped talking to us and just walked off. <laughs> like I found yeah. someone better to talk to. <laughs> and speaking of, can we talk about the, can we talk about the bot? Can we talk sure. about the bot and his game? He's so good. He's so good. He's found another gear this year. It's it's a like he was already a good player, but now he's gone. Possibly, yeah. you know, greatest of all time. Definitely in a in a red, white, and blue jersey. He's hey, uh, hang, on, hang on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did you just say Marcus Bontempelli has gone greatest of all time? In a red, white, and blue jersey. Oh, in a red, white. With all due respect to Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, oh, who's, that, who's that other French footballer? The guy who ninja kicked someone in the crowd? Eric Cantona. Eric Cantona, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? One of the greatest sportsmen of all time, and I know him as ninja kicking someone in the yeah, crowd. Yeah. 
what about Zinedine Zidane? Ah, uh, well, as a you know, because my dad's from Glasgow, I love a good headbutt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, he's the headbutter, isn't he? So he Zinedine is. Zidane's the headbutter. Eric Cantona's the fly kicker. What did Thierry Henry do? Did he punch someone at some point? He um he knocked out Ireland in the uh, World Cup qualifier, and he literally like grabbed the ball as it was going in and threw it onto his foot. So he's he's hated for that. Oh, okay. So he's the handballer. Oh, yeah. The handballer, the fly kicker, and the headbutter. There yeah. you go. There are three. I thought Maradona was the handballer. Yeah, uh, his was, but his was against England, so it's fine. Yeah, that's actually handballs are fine against England. <laughs> Did you guys talk about that? Have you talked about the the World Cup final? Actually, no. We should talk about this. Um, Millsy and I were both uh, in rival camps last week, um, where Millsy, your your beloved Georgie Tunney, who uh, you, who we want to get on the show. By the way, this is the main reason we got you on. So we, can we get a real journalist yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> this is a pathway to Georgie. <laughs> great, great. She um, recognised. A lot about sports. She was reporting at the Imperial Hotel in Melbourne, which is an English, uh, you know, sports pub. And I was down Ligon Street doing some reporting for Channel Ten, and uh, but we were in in chats to each, with each other of going, well, one of us is report is going to interview a lot of depressed people, and I'm so glad it was you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it was so sombre uh, that shootout at the end, the penalty shootout. Oh. The la- I just can't quite understand the laddishness of the English fans when they when they scored a try. Beer was just flung. A try. They scored Sorry. a try. Now let's, let me start that again. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. Uh, we're leaving that in. It's not getting so, edited out. <laughs> I've been watching so much rugby league lately. Georgie just loves the rugby league. When they scored uh, the other day at the pub, just beer was just flung everywhere, and it was just. Over like the camera guy, over the like, over the all the gear. I'm like, guys, just a little bit of respect. Anyway, <laughs> and anyway, when they when they lost the shootout, it was just this grown man just weeping. And I'm a big fan of um, guys having a cry and talking about their stuff. But this is this is a game of football. Like this, but to them, it's, it is everything. It is. Well, hang on. When was the last time you cried at a because of a sporting result? Never. I think I cried. Never really. I cried when I won my under eighteen grand final for Mulgrave under lights at Waverley <laughs> Park, and everyone was like, Are "You crying?" Like I was elated. I was so so happy. I've never cried. I think over a game of football. Disappointed, maybe a bit um, miffed. I think, but I've yeah, I've never I've never cried over football. Wow, Lames. Um, look, I cried when. Uh, Kieran Perkins won gold in Atlanta in the 1500. Were you coming Sorry. down? No, it was just a very emotional just because he qualified eighth and he was in lane eight. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was just a, just a remarkable swim. And I got, I think the commentary must have been really good as well, but I got really That would have been Bruce, yeah. I cried when Kirsty Marshall did her knee in Lillehammer in 92 because I thought she was going to win a medal and she did her knee. Yeah. Weird things that get you. Oh, Ash ba- actually, Ash Barty got me the other day. I reckon I shared one for Ash Barty oh, at Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little emotional when she was making a speech. Yeah. Yeah. When she, when she started yeah, that- saying, I just hope I've made Yvonne, um made her proud, oh. I was like, oh, that gets me every time. Make her proud. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got me in the feels. Yeah. I don't know that a Hawthorne game's made me cry, though. No, but oh, definitely. Yeah. When, when I was a kid, I cried most times the Bulldogs lost. But the last time I I cried was 2016 prelim when we when we won. 
like oh, tears yeah. of joy. You know, just because I'd seen seven losing prelims and I finally saw one. And for the first time in my life, I was my team was in the grand final. Yeah, but a loss, yeah, well, but a loss of like your your team losing a, a World Cup or a grand final, I feel like you've got other stuff that you're not dealing with. <laughs> like, which is good. It's good to get these tears out. Let's let's open. You've opened it up. Let's. Yeah, there's probably some more stuff you need to talk about with your partner or or your mates <laughs> on, on drive home. You know. <laughs> I thought, Millsy, I thought the whole European anyway, this is not this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought the whole European Championship was a fascinating tour through the psyche of the English sports fan. You know, from the, for the football's coming home and incredibly optimistic. This op- mix of optimism and pessimism. Possumism. It was real possumism. Yeah. <laughs> You know, football's coming home. They're singing the song. It's ours. We're going to do it with just this nagging bit of, no, but you're English. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and then the breakaway into racism at the end. Oh, that was so uh, predictable. The, Horrible. The theory at Wembley Stadium, the Prime Minister and the Home Secretary who were criticising the players for taking a knee pre-game, but then when they got... To the semi-final, they just jumped on board and co-opted the joy to try and use it as a political tool. Yeah. Just, all of it was wildly fascinating to me. Boris Johnson uh, criticising, as he should have, but criticising the racist response. But then that's the same Boris Johnson who led the Brexit charge and who's yeah. been just an abhorrent individual for many, many years, all of a sudden is parading himself as a good bloke. <laughs> I'm sure. He's, yeah, he's he's he's. I'm not not a huge fan of Boris. You can't you can't tell the players off. Oh, for, um, political. For, you know, he's political. Yeah, you can't you can't tell the players off for dropping a knee, and then and then being and and then ah, uh, yeah, he, he hasn't quite worked out who, what he thinks or how he feels. He's just trying to score political points all the time. I don't like him. Um, yeah. I feel so hey, sorry Millsy. for those boys as well. I feel so sorry for those young boys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Millsy, I want to know, what were the English uh, fans singing? Like, because one thing they do, that I do have respect yeah. for English fans, is they've got a good variety of songs. Was that variety on show or are they just doing the same songs over and over? It's just the same songs. It's coming home. It's coming home. There was oh, there was one song, and you put me on the spot. Um, it'll probably come to me later. But there's one song that, he, that, they, that they're all singing, which I found was like this really... Um, charming pop song from like the nineties that uh, so they turned into uh, into the songs coming home. Anyway, I'll, I'll think of it later. Sorry, mate, you put me on the spot. Because it's coming home is actually a, a pretty bouncy song. I don't know if you guys have watched the film clip to it. Yeah, written by comedians. Oh, oh, hang on, there was one song which I found ridiculous. It was because there was one guy in there barracking for Italy. He's an English bloke, but he has uh, Italian heritage. So he's, I think he's born in Italy, but grew up in England. Now lives in Australia. He's wearing his. His proud Italy shirt. He's the one guy there. Anyway, they said they sang this song. You can stick your pizza up up your ass. Like I was like, <laughs> hang on, pizza's a good thing. You guys eat pizza. Why? And why are you telling him to put things up his bum? <laughs> you can stick your pizza up your ass. Yeah, this. All these like you can stick your Ferrari up your ass. You can stick all these things. I was like. This is ridiculous. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, but not pizza. Like, we can eat that. Like, if you have it, we can all share that. Jeez, I, 
God, I'd feel hate. I'd, I would really hate it if someone pointed out that my country was responsible for the greatest food ever and the greatest car ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, horrible. Horrible. Mamma yeah, you, mia. You're going to have to. Uh, you can stick your polluted Venice streets up your ass. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. More sense. That's good. Yeah. One of their greatest chants is when they play Germany and they start the two world wars and one world cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the English fans. Um, all right, well, let's get back to the AFL, shall we, and uh, talk about. Well, should we just go back to the start of the uh, to the start of the round? Yeah, this was a sad, sad game. So we're talking about um, Frio versus Geelong. I mean, it, it's sad anyway for you boys because uh, Geelong won. But did you guys know that? This was like a Starlight game, raising money for, I think, the Starlight Foundation because a, a young Dockers fan lost her battle with cancer earlier in the year, and it was a tribute to her. They were wearing the stars on their shirt for her, which was great, but one of the yeah. deals was for every goal scored by the Dockers, something like ten grand was going to go to the Starlight Foundation, um, and Geelong kept them to three goals. Yeah. So not only are they denying us a, a good game to watch during lockdown, they're denying kids. Could could Geelong get any more evil? What if it was? Yeah, no, they can't. They actually can't get any more evil. Um, could have been scoring involvements, like because they did actually kick thirteen points. So maybe like it was just every time that they got a score. Um, quick shout out to yeah. the Starlight Foundation who do incredible work in all the hospitals. Yes, around the country. Man, I love the Starlight. Starlight Foundation. Foundation, you deserve better than Fremantle. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you say Geelong kept them to three goals. I think Fremantle kept themselves to three goals, as Millsy points out, 313. Yeah. Although, an interesting fact, if you just watch the highlights of this game, every single one of Frio's goals, all three, they were all absolute belters. All right. Well, they're going for quality over quantity. Is yeah, that good, on, is that good on you, Dockers. <laughs> yeah. yeah just short highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hate you long. Let's uh, move on, guys. I, I can't stand it. There's, no, my partner wants to know how they can afford all those all those players. Hey, uh, Danny, tell Millsy what's up. Do all their kids go to Geelong Grammar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Millsy, we, we had a um, a review on here. And by the way, please um, send us a review. Uh, that, that's how other people find the show. And uh, yeah. tell a friend about it. Follow us on socials. Join the Patreon, by the way. Um, we, we, <laughs> Limo and I lost a lot of money over the last uh, weekend because of lockdown. Oh, so God. please, if you could spare five lockdown. bucks, that would be that would be great. Yeah, Millsy as well. Um, so, yeah. but we had a. We, you know, I read the reviews on there, and most of them are very kind. But one uh, particular one that we've taken great joy in is someone said this. It gave us like two stars. This podcast should be renamed Anthony Lehman hates the Geelong Football Club because that's all they talk about. <laughs> yep, I'm all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I think that's that's a great podcast. Like at least you know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly, and that would get a lot of Hawthorne people would listen to that podcast. You guys should start it. We should start it as like a side project. They came to play colon anti Geelong, and it's just we get you, you Limo, Milsey, other prominent Hawks, Emma Ray, yeah. Stillrook, Jai Singer, uh, Declan Fay, Tony Wilson. We get all you guys, and and you don't talk about Hawthorne. Mm. You just talk about anti Geelong stuff. Yeah, and we get on people like Dave Thornton and just abuse him. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds good. I like that. I like abusing Thorno. What's he ever yeah. done? What's he ever done? 
What has he? What has Thorno ever done? Yeah, what a prick. Hey, look, we've started already. Millsy, we can't help us. <laughs> it's actually just, it's just turned into a Hey Thorno podcast now. <laughs> Thorno, the sweetest, nicest bloke in comedy. There's now a podcast called Hey Thorno. <laughs> we just pile into him each week over being into Longfam. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. No, they're, just, they're, they're too good at the moment. I think they're basically the, – I think Geelong are the front runner. It hurts me to say this, especially after we drew to, to Melbourne. Um, oh, they're, they're, they're the front runner. They're, they're, they're oh. the best-looking team out there. They just get it. They get, get it done. Their defence is super strong. they got a couple of really good targets up front. Even uh, Radigalia had a pretty good game, uh, which, you know, he had, I've not seen him sort of star for a long time, but he, he looked very good. Uh, yeah, he's he is an excellent footballer, um, and it bothers me to think that they might be flag favourites at the moment. That but, really concerns me. So much so that I think we should move to Friday night's game, uh, which was also um, a disappointing result for our Lions, Danny McGinley. Yeah, they well, it, this was a, I mean, there was a lot of craziness on the weekend, but do you see that this one got delayed by was it forty five minutes because of traffic, which yeah. I've never heard of before. Yeah, yeah, on that, the M one. Because where was it? Um, where, where was the game at Metricon? Metricon, yeah. yeah. So I think they were, were driving all weekend. They were driving down from Brisbane, I think. And that is that is rough on a Friday evening because a lot of uh, Queenslanders go down the coast to their holiday houses. But so interestingly, Brisbane winning. I turned this game off halfway through the third quarter because I thought, ah, oh, cool, Brisbane have got this. And then the, the Tigers oh. took over. However, had the game finished. When, so Brisbane started the game 45 minutes late. They also gave up with 45 minutes to go. Theory, <laughs> Brisbane are actually robots that have been programmed to play football for a certain amount of time, and Chris Fagan didn't pro he didn't factor in the extra 45 minutes and they stopped playing. Yeah, didn't reprogram. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, I think you might be onto something there, Danny. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you know what I so, Note for Fags moving forward: reprogram your players if your start time changes. Yeah, mm. it must be it must be hard coaching robots with the rolling fixture. <laughs> you, want yeah. to, <laughs> you want to get them set up and functioning. And it's, it's actually yeah. surprising that he he missed you know reprogramming for forty five minutes because they don't have daylight savings there, so they constantly have to factor in an, an hour's difference when they fly in and out over oh, summer. Yeah, right. You'd think so, you'd be used to that. He should have been on it. Maybe this is why Brisbane was shit for 10 years. <laughs> they never factored in the daylight savings change. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I don't think the Scott brothers are actually twins. They actually accidentally just bought the same robot twice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all adding up now. Uh, there we go. Robot lions. There we go. Can I say mm. that it was actually a pretty good game for Jack Revolt. Um Six goals is pretty amazing yeah. in your... How many, how many games? Was his 300. 300. Yeah, that's a, that's Only a Eddie Betts has result. scored more in his 300th. Yeah, it's how many did Eddie kick in his 300th? I think he got, uh, like, Jack scored, like, six goals, one, and Eddie Betts scored six goals, four. So, oh, right, okay. There we go. It's super uh, impressive effort. And he is, I like, I like Jack Revolt. When he first started, I was like, oh, who's this, um, you know, wannabe Nick Revolt? But he's, I think he's, <laughs> had a had a better career. Obviously, he's had a few more premierships than Nick. Oh, sorry, Nick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he listens to the podcast every week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but Jack, uh, great career. And he is. He's a lovely bloke. I know some people are put off by his demeanour on the ground. Because um, he looks like he's always going to cry. Both revolts yeah, always look on the verge of tears. He's got a sort of resting angry face on the yeah, ground. Yeah, he does. But, um, if you meet him off the ground, he really is genuinely a really lovely bloke. Mm, yeah. Um, so well done, Jack Revolt. And he can sing, and, uh, can sing a bit. And he, oh, and, he, yeah. and he can sing a bit as well. Also, and, uh, we should put to rest a rumour that uh, I I didn't start, but I passed on on this show about yeah. a rumour that I'd been told by some camera operators. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to name names. Dave at Channel 10. Oh. Um, he told me he's a big Tigers fan and he heard the theory that Cochin and Jack Revolt hated each other. But yeah. if you look on Friday, Cochin chaired him off. So he that rumour has been... Or Jack, Nick Revolt, who listens to this podcast every week, told Jack that we were onto them. Oh, right. And they actually, that's probably what happened. Yeah. So, all right, Dave, you're off the hook. Well played, Revolts, but you're not, you can't outsmart us here at They Came to Play. Yeah. But look at the ways holding him. <laughs> Disdainfully. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the picture yeah. now. He's, he's not holding him with love. There's no affection there. It's a very rough hold. It's like he's got an axe over his shoulder. That's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I, I, watched, I watched it the other night, and I, I don't know, I'm not a pessimist. So just that that ritual of carrying someone over the line, I just feel like, especially if there's no audience, uh, there's no crowd there. What's what's that for? Yeah. What's what's that for? Who's that for? It's a, you know what, Millsy. I would love to know the, the the history of it. I'd love to know where it started. Mm. Why it started like well, that? Well, no, it would have started back in the day when the crowd would run onto the field to try and you know to you know touch the person whose milestone game was. So they put him up on the shoulders just to get away from the, the mob of fans. Oh, so you think horde. it was a protection thing to start with? I reckon, yeah. Protecting them from the masses. So not. So, why don't so, I, I mean, so, so you go, Lemo. Why don't they do that then when someone kicks 100 goals? They should pick up the goalkeeper kicker and put them all up on their shoulders. Yeah. Away. But also to show them off to the masses <laughs> and yeah. keep them safe. Yeah. Well, There's I think because the last few people to score 100 was like, you know, Buddy Franklin, Tony Lockett, Jason Dunstall. You couldn't lift them up. Yeah, true. true, true. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing to do with, yeah. like, carrying that person, you know, on their wedding night through the threshold. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? Consummate <laughs> <laughs> their 300th game. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Who knows what's going on down in the rooms? Who knows? Uh, but well done, Jack. And the big, but the big talking point out of this game is Dusty Martin out for the season. Well, oh yeah, you know, I, I do know what's going on in the room. Because weren't they guilty of a bit of this last year? A bit of the old Hopewadis last year. Oh, oh, yeah, they got stuck in the chole. They would give playing with his bum and his Jets crackers and also he was getting all sorts yeah. of unwanted attention. <laughs> so um, he looked, there we go. Chole looked awesome as well the other night. Man, he's yeah, he was yeah. very good. He yeah. was uh, he was excellent. So uh, how how is this Richmond just admitting that you know season over done if I mean if they're resting dusty now I mean kidney just you know, Danny just, it's part of their plan this is our honey trap flag nah. favourites they're saying for it again yeah he'll be a late inclusion in the grand final just wait <laughs> um, this is all going perfectly to plan yeah all right Richmond flag favourites again yeah, again. All right. Okay. Um, don't worry about Dusty. He'll be back. Mil- Milsey was giving us one. Milsey's doing, I think Milsey's doing research as we speak. Oh. 
that's not how we do things on this show. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we do do research as we go. That's when all our research happens <laughs> during the show. <laughs> also, kid- when was the oh, last time you heard of a kidney industry? Uh, sorry, kidney injury. I mean, is he just going to be on what are those machines? Industry, that right. you- <laughs> What's uh, that? Uh, oh, yeah, is it um, dialysis? Dialysis. Yeah. If anyone could play on a dialysis machine, that's Dusty. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty pretty sad about pretty sad about that because he's super tough. I mean, but you know, he he's come up against Mitch Robinson, who's also equally as tough. Ah, uh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. To, it's good to know that who wins who wins in a fight or yeah, yeah. <laughs> who wins in a contest, Mitch. Mitch Robinson would be pretty proud of the fact that he's put Dusty out for the season. Oh yes. Right, Twenty years oh, from yes. now, at the front bar just going. That's right, guys. That was me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but anyway, well done the Tigers on their uh, march to another premiership. Uh, no, right they, they haven't got it, mate. They haven't got it. Oh, I think they're. Just, oh, I think they're yeah. destabilised from Hardwick. That's what I think. I think they're. I think the uh, the whole thing of Dimmer and the, yeah, that's right. That's it has to filter down. If you're all about morals and values and stuff at that club, and then something like that happens, I think there's. The flow and effect. How do you look up to a leader? How do you look up to a coach who's done that to his wife? Anyway, that's what I'm just saying. You think he's undermined his own authority with yep. by because his uh, you know his wife, as far as we could all tell, was a much loved and very well respected figure. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Hardwick. We always heard about Mrs. Hardwick. Um, yes. I'm yeah. I am specula- I am absolutely speculating, but I think there is a flow and effect. There is always a cost when there's that kind of relationship breakdown. Um, mm. But but who knows? As I said, and people do fall in love, fall out of love. So that's that's absolutely their own right to do all that sort of stuff. No, they don't, Millsy. I've only fallen in love once. <laughs> and, uh, very good, very good. Very nice of you to say that, Lima. It's uh, <laughs> now I'm with someone else now. <laughs> what? <laughs> As if my wife listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fine. Uh, all right, let's go on to the uh, the next game. St the, Kilda, Port Adelaide. St Kilda <clears throat> and the Pan. Um, <laughs> look, the, this was one. If the if Port lost this, I was going to f- completely and utterly write them off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did they lose it? It seemed like St Kilda just handed it to them through inaccuracy and and some 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 clangers. I mean, they kicked as many points as each other. It was really just that last quarter where Port clung on for dear life. Well, yeah, so St Kilda scored uh, two goals, four in that last quarter, and Port scored three goals, three. So, yeah, all right, yeah, I'm not sure. I will say this, Alia Alia, is that signing of the season? Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I don't actually don't know why. Why did Sydney get? I need to look at Sydney's. Yeah, team. I don't know why would Sydney, get, why rid Sydney get rid of him. Did they have salary cap issues? Maybe is that why they got rid of him? Mate, it's the Swans. They don't have a salary cap. Oh yeah, they can do it. <laughs> they've got their own special set of rules, haven't they? Um, they've been rorting the salary cap for years. So yeah, he, he probably is the recruit of the year. I'd reckon. Yeah, yeah. he's a very good footballer. Yeah, he's, um, he's the uh, the Stewie the Stewie Jew. Of, uh, of 2021. Oh, for God. This is why I try and avoid getting booking guests who go for Hawthorne. Oh, come on. Come on. Let's talk about 2008. Let's just talk about it. Oh, what, a, what a time. When you literally, they had to change the rules to stop you cheating. Not true. It wasn't cheating. 
It wasn't cheating. Yeah. Well, playing within the it. rules. Playing within the rules. They change the rules every yeah. year, mate, for different things. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was... Uh, that was, that was it's it. true. It is yeah, one on. of the great grand finals. That's why it's replayed all the time. Oh, no, it's not. Hey, uh, now this sees, of course, since Brisbane lost to Richmond. Yeah. Um, uh, they're fifth and Port now fourth on the ladder. Mm. That just seems so weird point. to me. That they, they just don't seem good enough to be a top four side, Port. They're so up and down. But I reckon, Millsy, I say that about the only two teams... Right, this is going to sound stupid. Yeah. The only two teams that I think are good enough to be top four sides are the Bulldogs and Geelong. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of like um, Penrith and the Storm in the NRL. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, so should we? are you saying, Lebo, we just cancel the season right now, give, a, give the Dogs and the Cats a week break, and then grand final 1st of August? Yes, because that would guarantee us the number two draft <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, right. I'm okay. in. I'm in. Yeah, cancel it right now. Um, you, said, you know the AFL would force us to play that grand final at Cadinia. <laughs> <laughs> oh yuck! There's there, there is something. It is weird watching the footy without the um, without the crowds again. I, I am enjoying the um, the noise on the on the field. You can hear a bit more of the players, the umpires, and the, the chatter. Oh yes, I'm, I, I'm enjoying that. But there's obviously did, a different did, sound person per game um, doing, doing, the, doing the effects mics. <laughs> there was a passage in play uh, on the weekend. I can't remember what game, but it was just a lull. Like nothing was happening. And he's just like riding the cheer like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went, mate, are you watching the same game that I'm watching? Only cheer when like something exciting happens. <laughs> And I've asked a fair few people at Channel 7 how they do the crowd noise yeah. and they are so secretive. I even got an email from Gary O'Keefe, the head of 7 Sport, saying, stop asking questions. We want to keep this under wraps. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I wonder who it is. It's Gil. Gil's at, Gil's at home. Gil's in there making all the noise. <laughs> Gil's just got like a mixing desk and a fader just at home. He does it from his home. Yeah. Just doing sort well, of- did you see- the people want. There was a stuff up in the Channel 7 uh, crowd thing. They didn't make it loud enough for uh, Sam Walsh's goal uh, for Carlton against Collingwood because uh, he very uh, explicitly celebrated and that went to air on national TV. Oh, right. Yeah, nice. He gave it a big F, yeah. Oh, oh. Far out. Yeah. As, Far out, yeah. As he stood because he, uh, he played very well on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yes, let's, but let's, go, let's now talk about the Gold Coast Suns and the Bulldogs. Oh, okay. All right. We'll go to that one. See, I'll tell you what. I have not barracked this hard for the Gold Coast Suns in ages. In ever. Oh, you've turned against us, Leams. Well, I just really – well, I always go for the underdog as a general yeah. rule. And I just really wanted them to have a win. But you just – you just snuck home – and the and you guys rorted the draft last year and got the number one pick. Mm, it's true. Even you shouldn't have. Which is they now changed. They've, they've changed the system because of you guys. Yeah. Well, we played within the rules. We're the Hawthorne <laughs> two thousand and eight of. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so, the only but, difference is you got one premiership mm-hmm, cup for mm-hmm. that. Eugle Hagen's going to get us at least five. So. <laughs> yeah, he's very good. Danny, you you would have been watching the game. He is good. You you would have been watching the game on the weekend. Did you get nervous after? Gold Coast kicked the first three. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we were terrible in that first quarter. And this is exactly the sort of game that we would stuff up. And, you know, we lost to the Swans before. And then you get a proper existential crisis of, oh, God, are we just pretenders again? And then uh, Hugo Hagen took a, a great mark, scored his first goal. He can kick straight, boys. He can kick straight. That is, he is the most unbulldogsy player in the world. This is weird. I think Norton kicks okay. Norton kicks okay. He does. So, yeah, but this is the first time in a long time we've had straight kickers. I'm pretty sure Tom Boyd only had one game where he scored more goals than points, and it was the 2016 granny. Yeah, he wasn't a good kicker. Yeah, right. Good man, but not a good kicker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, good on the Bulldogs. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. wait. I, I have something to add for the last uh, for the Richmond game. Okay. So, oh, okay. Sure. Is Tom Lynch just running decoy? Like, what is his purpose in the team? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how he gets paid as much money as he does to. He, he kicked two goals on the weekend, but had zero scoring involvements at, across the game. I don't even know how he kicked those two. He's dreadful. Oh, there you I go. like this hard hitting journalism. Normally, I just uh, attack Tom Lynch because of his character, but you're doing it because of his skills. I just don't get it. Like I, I understand players have lulls and stuff, and it was Jack's Jack's day out. But Tom was just nowhere. Like. He just runs in the wrong spots and then complains about being held or being tackled or I don't know. He, he doesn't do it for me. I'm just looking for him. He's kicked 28 goals for the season. It's pretty good. So far, which has him 22nd on the goal-kicking list. 22nd? <laughs> You'd expect him to be a little bit higher. Well, he's getting how much is it? He's on EB800. Wasn't he, he like, like one of those big major signings? Yeah, he was. They poached him from Gold Coast and, and struck a, a blow, not only to the Gold Coast Suns Football Club, but to AFL football in Queensland and therefore the code as a whole. <laughs> um, Jack Rewalt has 42 goals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. That's a, so maybe he is some sort of – I mean, he does take away your biggest key defender. Yeah, but I think – He would probably be on Jack. But I, th- I I saw Harris Andrews just like laughing at him throughout the game. Mm. Anyway, I'll have to I'll have to rewatch that. that yeah, sounds re- fun. rewatch it. It's pretty it's pretty good. It's actually really good. <laughs> it's a lot of laughing at him. Uh, sorry, I've taken I've taken us away. Um, do you want to Do you want to talk more about the bond? Do you want to talk more about the the dogs, mate? Uh, no, well, you know, you... Danny McGinley says is the greatest footballer ever. Unbelievable. <laughs> To wear the red, white, and blue. I said possibly, but, you know, the more I think... I was going to say best athlete to ever wear the red, white, and blue, and I include oh, Michael God. Jordan in the USA Dream Team there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, good on the uh, doggies. You were top of the ladder, as you pointed out, Danny, for a brief period of time. Yeah, it was good. What's, and what's happened uh, to Matt Rout? What's happened to him? Like, he was came on <coughs> very strong last year, and then... He, yeah, he's not quite the same, is he? It's, no, it's, well, he's had a couple of years off, and you know his body is very young, so it's there's a lot of that um, acclimatizing and conditioning that hasn't happened. Have faith; he'll come back. Okay. He'll come back. But this also confirmed my theory that the Suns don't want to win at Metricon because they play that dun 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 after every goal, and no one wants to hear that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's an annoying sound. Oh yeah. Um, so they win when they play down in Ballarat or at the MCG. Play at Carrara? No, nah, they, they're not interested. And, so, yeah, he, yeah. Had, he only had 16 touches. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, 16 is still pretty good for a you know second-year player. But, yeah. Um, also, I want to touch on uh, Taylor Dre. How would you make him play well? 
<laughs> well, you know, when you come and play for a club with soul and a purpose, uh, you, you just tend to lift if you're a good human. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he premiership player of the Hawks no. there, uh, Millsy. No, no, he, he, he was an absolute soldier. He, he was a soldier, did his, did his bit. And apparently a yeah, very well-loved individual in the uh, change rooms, a real team player. A uh, beautiful left foot on him and a uh, very li- very likeable individual, our Doc Jaray. Mm. Hey, uh, let's go on to the next game, which is uh, oh, the draw. We've discussed the draw. Yeah. So can... let's move to... The... Some... Oh, yeah. Let's go to... Okay, so this is North Melbourne versus Essendon. Uh, it's been a rough... Long journey for Kangaroos fans, but I'm going to say, this is my big call for the week, gents. North are back. North are back. It's the north of old. We are back to the old ways where they give their fans hope and then lose heartbreakingly. Welcome home, North fans. (laughs) (laughs) This is... uh... Uh, it's, it's, see, Millsy, how's the arrogance of the Bulldogs fans? Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't we it? We were never like that. We were never like that, Limo, no. when, we were, when we were winning premierships. <laughs> never. Never once. We, no. We were humble. <laughs> yep. Uh, and we just kept our heads down. That's right. We didn't chirp about it. No. We didn't, you know, give advice to other teams. No. Or, you know, we just went about our business. That. That's right. We just went in, just yep. ticking off three in a row. Yep. It, was a, it was a great time. Um, yeah, you're right. We're never big noting ourselves. The Bulldogs and yeah. the Richmond supporters these days, ugh, don't get me it's, started. Uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't big note ourselves. We put most of our energy into just stockpiling memorabilia from the three in a row because <laughs> it's such a rare You were just all just getting ready for the inevitable tank of 2021. <laughs> and, uh, not tanking. Not tanking. Just not winning. Not tanking. Just not winning. <laughs> That's not <laughs> big difference. It's a huge difference. Big, big difference. Where's Essendon? Where's Essendon at? Are they? Are they dreadful? Are they dreadful still? Oh, the arrogance of the Hawthorne fans. God, this is terrible. You guys get two points and you're just suddenly lauding it on every other team. This no, is disgraceful. They're top eight. They're top eight. But are they? They're not a contender, surely. They're exactly where we want them to be, Millsy. They're exactly where we want them to be. Get a final, get into finals. Don't win. Don't f- finish low enough to get any good draft picks. Just stay in the doldrums, Bombers. It's it's not a bad spot there for Essendon. I do, I do agree. Just to see them get knocked out in the first week of the finals. Yeah. <laughs> we all have fun with that Twitter account day since uh, Bombers won yeah. a final. It's a, it's a good. It's a tradition now. That's what we do. It's, uh, it's a, it really is a good bit of fun. Um, <laughs> And, God, again, I was barracking for North so hard. I think North were in front for a little while there. Most of it. Up until, I think, just before three-quarter time, they were up, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, they didn't quite get the job done, and Essendon now sitting inside the eight with a schnifter of the finals there. Uh, Collingwood, Carlton, this, now this is one, Millsy, we desperately wanted Collingwood to win this yep. to create a bit of fresh air between us and them down the bottom of the ladder. That's right. Um, but, gee... Carlton gave him a real touch-up, didn't they? Oh, I, I thought, like, I, I remember I was watching a bit of the footy and I was flicking around, I think, watching a bit of rugby league, um, yeah. and I thought, Collingwood's got this. Surely Collingwood's, they've just got this. That's fine. I can, I can switch it off. And then I came back at the end with about, I don't know, five, ten minutes to go. Carlton had kicked something like six in a row. Yeah. 
there was yeah, a pretty amazing it, second half from him. How good? How good was Jack Silvani? Uh, getting getting a, taking a great mark, scoring a goal and pointing to the sky, and just in tears afterwards. That's real proper family love there. I thought it was it was a great romantic story for for Carlton. Yeah, and for Serge, of course. Yeah, just yeah, beautiful moment. And I always think those blockbusters of Carlton Collingwood days were sort of over, but they're clearly not. Like it doesn't matter where they are, where they both are on the ladder, you're always going to get a good game, especially when it's yeah, you've got that kind of um, history uh, underwritten. Yeah, like yeah, the the, the passing of Serge. I'll tell you my favourite moment was when uh, Jack Martin uh, took a mark on the 50. I think this was in the third quarter. And he did the Babe Ruth point, which uh, JB got very excited about in the uh, in the commentary box, kept uh, talking about it. So he pointed towards the goals and goes, I got this, like Babe Ruth did at Camden Yards and then you know oh, scored the winning nice. home run there. But yeah. <laughs> the great thing was JB's talking it up and going, he's done the Babe Ruth point. He's going for goal. And then he passed it. <laughs> 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 and I believe it was uh, Daisy Pierce on special comments. Which, uh, no, it was it was it was uh, Jimmy Bartell uh, <laughs> said, "Yeah, as soon as he did that point, I knew he wasn't going for goal. So I was just looking for the open man. I don't can't believe he was unmarked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, is Collingwood a better side without Bucks? Well, Bucks doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he had a controversial thing the, on the weekend with his uh, tweet about COVID, which I, I think was a bit of an overreaction by everyone. I was upset by the photo that Channel 7 used with the tweet. Um, so it showed Bucks wearing a New York Yankees hat, but a Chicago White Sox hoodie. I mean, make up your mind. Ooh. I mean, I like my two favorite teams in baseball are, are the New York Mets and the Chicago Cubs. So I'm just outraged that he picked my two rivals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pick a side though, Bucks. Come on, mate. Jeez. Ah, um, but uh, the Blue Bags, I mean, Harry Mackay really is their superstar there, isn't he? Four goals in the last quarter. He's a gun. Um, he is a dead set gun. Can we have no a piece? I'd love a, I'd love a big young forward who could clunk him. He just oh. takes a good mark. I wish yeah. Mitch Lewis, Cozzy, Timmy, have a look. Just have a look at the tapes. <laughs> That's how you do it, boys. <laughs> and... Um, Carlton are a game off eighth, just by the way, just for the record. Okay, how many? A game. I mean, what have we a got? Game but we've got, what, four rounds left? Five? Five. No, five, we've got five. Yeah, five rounds left. Five. Yeah. They could do it. Yeah. They, they play, Carlton play North, St Kilda, Gold Coast, Port and GWS. They're all winnable games. Uh, yeah, unless, except uh, Port, they'll be below Port on the ladder, so they'll lose that one. But the rest are all winnable. Yeah. When was, that, that, when was the last time they were in finals? I can't even Last oh, time Carlton were in finals, I think, Limo, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was 2013 yeah. when they when they uh, weren't supposed to even be in the finals, but uh, Essendon got taken out. So they Carlton finished ninth and then beat oh, Richmond in beat what is possibly the funniest day in AFL history. What a wonderful twist. Yeah. Uh, you're quite right, Danny. That is exactly what happened. There we go. Chris Dunn, so, uh, start. The Blue, I mean, are very optimistic to think they'll make it this year. Hey, let's go to the Clash of the Birds yesterday, the Crows and the Eagles at Adelaide Oval, a pretty insipid affair uh, this oh, week. It was, uh, one of the goals of the season by Petrocelli. He took it off a half step, uh, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I've only got two notes from this. One is Dermot Brereton described McHenry as scrappy do 
from Scooby Doo. Now I don't. I think Dermot was trying to say because you know he fights and fights, but that Scrappy Doo is always like when they do the the top one hundred list of most annoying characters in TV and film. Scrappy Doo is always one or top five. He is the most hated. <laughs> cartoon character of all time. I don't think Dermy thought about what he was saying. I think he should formally apologise to McHenry. Yeah, I think, like, I think, like, maybe Milne, like, Mil- Milne would be Scrappy too, <laughs> like, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. As, uh, what, what about Nick Murray landing on his head? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that vision. It looked bloody uncomfortable. Um, did you see at the end of the game, this is at the very, the final siren went... And an Adelaide player uh, had the ball and he kicked it to the umpire because the game was over. But he kicked it and it sprayed about 20 metres to the right. Now, if that had been in play and he was kicking it to a player whose free kick it was, that's a 50-metre penalty. So I'm saying whenever the – I think next – now, should it be next time the Crows and Eagles play each other, it starts with a 50-metre penalty to the Eagles? Or does it just go to next week? Whoever the Crows play, the game starts with a 50-metre penalty against them. I think next time you play the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, you're a fan, man. It could be next year. <laughs> no, yeah, no. We're we starting with a 50-metre bet. So that's a shot on goal. So yeah. Kick the yeah. Off. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. That's fair. only fair. Speaking of 50s, I saw a few uh, throughout the week. It might, there might have been one um, against Maxi Gorn, I think. Uh, I'm getting back to the horse game. Sorry. But the encroaching in the area when someone has taken a mark or there's a free kick uh, and the players yes. are running yeah. past, that's not yeah. – They've got to look at that. It's a 15 meter free kick, or it's a it's at the moment the 50 meters is too severe for something that doesn't have any uh, any sort of bearing on the game at all. I, I think it's ridiculous. I think it was against Max, and he wasn't even that close to the to the player. I think I think they've got to look at that rule because it's when the game is moving that fast. First, you wanted the game to move really fast, and now you want the players to sort of stay like like what take two meters r- running around. It just it just seems stupid. Yeah, I, I, I agree. If it's not going to have a genuine, a real impact on what's happening, then it's a bit unfair. Wow. Yeah. This times have absolutely changed if you two are actually surprised that Hawthorne got a dodgy free kick. This is how different yeah. the game is in 2021. <laughs> I mean, the free kick Hawthorne narrative is one of the greatest rorts <laughs> oh, ever. That, you sound like... Limo, that stat you, that came through in our chat group the other day. Yes, yes. Oh, here we go. I didn't know there was a chat group. Here we go. What, what's what's happening in the little uh, Millsy and Limo hawk talk? <laughs> no. It's the Nobody's Club. <laughs> no, there's Nobody's here. And the NBC. NBC. And it showed that Hawthorne was actually 17th out of all the clubs yes. on free kick differentials. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Free squad um, against. And- Guess who's number one, Danny Beginlay? Ah, uh, yeah, here we go. Yep. Free kick Bulldogs. <laughs> Where did you get this this data? This is like Donald Trump wailing against the uh, the the election results. Here we go. <laughs> now, well, speaking of Donald Trump, this is you're the one calling it fake news. So, champion data, uh, I think it is. I think you'll find it. Champion data, have you heard of them? Mate, I'm going to take my news from something a little bit higher than a Hawthorne WhatsApp group. Uh, It was in a spreadsheet. There we go. (laughs) There it is. All right. I didn't know Rudolph Giuliani was part of your Hawk chat. That's amazing. (laughs) We held a press conference out the front of the four seasons. (laughs) I had one hand down my pants. (laughs) Uh, No, it's... 
I was sweating hair dye uh, onto the floor. Um, let's have a look at the last game of the round, GWS. It was the Battle of the Bridge. Um, Battle of the Battle of the Bridge, and and I mean this. The exciting thing about this, I mean, half the players were taken out due to a COVID scare. You know, minutes before the game, this is exciting. This shows that if you go to any game and you're wearing your club's guernsey, you might be pulled onto the field to play. That's right. Oh yeah, I, I will be going to any game that I can possibly go go to to try. And, I've just got a plethora of guernseys. I just really want to have one AFL game. That's how yeah, come I on. <laughs> Oh, mate, I'd totally put my hand up. If you're not after that vision that you sent me, uh, Liam, of that guy breaking his... Uh, oh, his yeah. Danny, a guy. In fact, Danny, I'm going to text you this right now while we're talking. Oh, okay. Are we going to... Uh, we'll... I went and watched Adelaide University play on the weekend in the Amateur League. That's right. And, and you also saw your your old team, West Adelaide Bloods, and yes. you know, my team, that they came to play SANFL team. So that's uh, you've had a whole nostalgic weekend. I really have. And um, a guy, they talked him into playing for the A8s, affectionately known as the scum at Adelaide <laughs> University. Affectionate. And um, he uh, he reluctantly agreed at the age of 48 to come back after 10 years out of the game. Okay. And his, yep. his wife wasn't keen on him playing, uh, but he did play. And now if you open up your tech, I've just texted you a picture of what happened. All right. Give us oh, your life. Jesus, yeah. God. Feet aren't supposed to go in that direction. We can put that up on our socials. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't asked the guy for permission, so. All right. Well, find but out. Look, if if we put it up on socials, we got permission. If we don't, just imagine a, a, like it's like a cartoon injury. Like, like Wiley Coyote has fallen off the cliff and his feet are going in the wrong direction now. Yeah, think Although, mis- I like, think misery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, very good. Mm. Misery. So, yeah, the, the, Giants, uh, the Giants were up by six goals at one point and then threw this game away annoyingly. <laughs> How how do they how how does this how does this happen? Like I know there's always there's momentum shifts and there's an energy kind of thing that happens when you're up and about and the, your team goes well. But to to kick no goals in the third quarter to six is pretty like that's pretty heartbreaking. Like your your team's still the same, but coming out from half time, you're up, you're up by three goals, and then to to not kick a goal in a quarter is just horrible, horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got I got no evidence. I've got no advice here. Clearly, John Mongmai made one great coaching move, and it just paid off. I wonder if there was a way to measure in the history of footy the best coaching moves of all time. Like this, the one move that 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 changed a whole game. Yeah, yeah. Is there it's any? There must be some footy stat nerds who know Stewie and Jew. would be able to give examples. I think it's Stewie Jew, two thousand eight. Yeah. I mean, within a game. <laughs> Jesus. Stewie Jew went forward uh, in 2008. There it is. Bang. Done. <laughs> Quiz over. Um, and on that note, we probably should uh, wrap it up. It's, we've delivered well over an hour of gear there. Um, All right. Uh, Millsy, it has been a pleasure, mate. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. wander through the weekend of footy. Do you have anything uh, to plug, mate? Yeah, what are you doing, Millsy? Uh, I'm just... Um, Doing corporate gigs that get cancelled. So just 
<laughs> same. Yeah. So not, same. So not a lot. Uh, just doing some writing, a lot of reading, um, a lot of supporting my partner at the moment, just having a great time. Now I'm yeah, uh, yeah. I'm working on a book at the moment, so that's that's what's keeping me busy. But I'll tell you about that another time. Oh, all right. Very good, mate. Well, uh, go the Hawks. Hopefully we can stay down the bottom of the ladder. Yes. For the uh, rest, of this, rest of the season. And before you go, Lima, I've got a couple of plugs. Um, hopefully I'm doing a headline run at the Comics Lounge, uh, August 11 to 14. And also, uh, hey, Millsy, you're a proper actor. I'm in a play. I'm doing a play. Shut up. You're doing in a October. play. October. I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. At Theatre Works, uh, it's called Shakespeare's Aliens, and it is a reimagining of the film Aliens, uh, but in a Shakespearean style. This sounds awesome. I'll be yeah. there to heckle. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Look out for those. Um, uh, thank you once again, Rob Mills. Thanks, thank you, Gareth. Danny McKinley. Go, dogs. Go, footy. Go, Go Hawks. Go, Storm.